Welcome to the Cuban Genealogy Podcast, episode number 303. In this episode, we take a break from our normal genealogy topics to talk to the director of the Census Bureau for the Philadelphia Regional Office, Fernando Armstrong. There were a few technical difficulties with the interview. If you would like to tune in for our next podcast, number 304, we will be talking about Irish ancestry in Cuba. Thank you and enjoy the interview. Um, so I want to take, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to do the, the, the interview. Um, sure. Just a little about me real quick. I run the Cuban Genealogy Podcast. So we do, uh, we're trying to preserve Cuban records, parish records, and cemetery records, those two data sets, to help Cuban Americans pres- uh, preserve their, their Cuban heritage here in the U.S. Okay. Uh, and then I was excited because I saw on your 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 bio that you're uh, you were born in Puerto Rico, so you know we're we're practically cousins. Yes, you we we are. <laughs> they, I, I was born. I grew up in Puerto Rico. Wow. Puerto Rico. Yeah. So you know, there's the famous poem that Cuba and Puerto Rico are are, are wings on the same bird. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Um, and I see you also in your bio, there were, you've done a lot for minor- minorities in the census and we appreciate that. Um, you've been working with the census since, is it 1998 or 1978? Um, 1978, that's, uh, yeah, it started in Puerto Rico uh, for the, uh, the preparation for the 1980 census. Uh, oh. And I have been to the Bureau since then. So. Wow, so you're, you're quite, you'd be quite the expert then, because we, we have a few questions, and I want to help spread the word about the 2020 census, um, especially with the, the pandemic going on. Um, if you All could right. just tell me a brief history about the census, I think I, think I know it started around 1780, but I, you know, if you could just fill in a few of those gaps for us. Yeah, do you want me to do Spanish or English? Um, could you do a little bit of both? That would be amazing. That's fine. Okay, you tell me when to switch. Okay, thank you. Uh, the, the census uh, is uh, right in the Constitution that uh, every 10 years uh, we take the census of the country and it, it represents the, uh, it gives us the ability to maintain our representative government where the people that go for every state uh, to represent us in Congress, uh, they are uh, uh, the state that have more population, will have more representation or more people representing them. Uh, so that's the whole idea of the census, to make sure that the apportionment of the House of Representatives is proportionate to the population of each one of the states. It started in 
because uh, it's the first time that we're giving the option to the public of doing the census online. So the same level of commitment and the same level of enforcement that the census in 1790 has, that's the same level of enforcement that the 2020 census has. Uh, it it, uh, it uh, determines the political representation in Congress, it determines about $675 billion every year come back to the community in services and uh, uh, facilities that we need to survive. So uh, we're super excited to be doing the census in And can you? Can you do a, a brief version of that in, in, in Espanol? Thank you. So I understand why it's important. So the 2020 census, when will that affect those important details that you mentioned about funding and, and the political uh, uses? When, so, the, so what I'm asking is, so when the 2020 census, when is that information processed and when does it get used? The data will be collected all the way to October 31st of this year. And as you might know, we extended the, uh, the duration of the county fund. So, we extended that due to the present uh, challenge we have with the COVID 19 pandemic. But the, the actual uh, results to the president of the Congress will be 
house will be going at April, at the beginning of April of 2021. And then uh, the, uh, that will determine the apportionment uh, of the trust. So uh, just like uh, every census we have taken, uh, the data will start uh, coming out uh, early in 2021. And the decisions that our elected officials need to make uh, hopefully will be informed by that new data coming out of the 2020 Especially now in the, in the pandemic that we are uh, experiencing, uh, we want to make sure that the the governor and the mayors of the cities and the, the executives of the county level and at, the, at, at all levels of government have the most accurate, the most recent information about the population of the country so that the hospitals, the, the, uh, the emergency responders, the schools, the facilities that uh, provide services to the elderly, to the children, all those decisions that are critical going forward will be made using the most complete and most recent information on the population of the country. Has there been any resistance from immigration groups, especially Latino groups, that you know are apprehensive about it and then have has the census done anything to to market to them to make them feel more open to taking the census because it sounds like like it's important for everyone it's absolutely important for everyone i uh, uh i can say uh we have not experienced a, a level of fear or concern or pushback from the immigrant population. Uh, it's the opposite, actually. Recent uh, uh, immigrants uh, and, and the, the groups they belong to realize the importance of being on the census. This is a unique opportunity that only happens once every 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. And if, if we lose this opportunity, then we have to wait 10 more years and, and, and the country has changed and we have so many recent immigrants from all over the world. They are, they are coming to America, they want to be part of America and, and there is no better way of, of doing that than being part of the 2020 census. Uh, for those people that need assistance in a particular language, whether it's Spanish or Korean or Chinese, the census can be done in up to 12 languages. Uh, there are, they can go online, which is uh, by far the easiest way of doing the census, and they can conduct, they can carry out, they can complete their census online in the language of their preference, or they can call the uh, country number for that particular language, and they 
language on the phone, speaking to someone that can communicate with them in that language. For our Latino community, uh, the, the number to call is 844-468-2020. Would they need their code sent, that letter code sent that to them in the mail for the, to do that call? If you don't respond, someone's going to come to your door. But with the current COVID, that looks like there is there there might be a delay with that process. Is that correct? That is correct. We 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 want everyone to uh, uh, do the census online on the phone or paper. In by the middle of August, we have not received the census
in the language of the proper, but always, always making sure that they include all the people in the household, in particular the children. We want to make sure that we do not need any children, that all the children are counted, the elderly people that live there are counted. It doesn't matter if people are documented or not. That is not an issue for us, that we are not a law enforcement agency. We're just collecting the data of the people that are leaving the country as of April 1st of 2020. So uh, again, I want to encourage everyone to take this opportunity and be part of the census in 2020. That's uh, for people that are involved and interested in tracing heritage, this is the best way of doing it. Right. Um, speaking of, of genealogy and heritage, are we getting uh, the 1950 census released in, is it, is it 2022? Uh, it, it is 72 years that we have to wait. Uh, we have the, uh, the, uh, the, the time frame of 72 years before the census is released. So I, I guess it might be in uh, 2022, I don't know. No, exactly once in a year, but we guarantee that for 73 years, the information that we collect is all in statistical summaries where particular addresses, particular individuals cannot be identified. We, our commitment to confidentiality and our commitment to protecting the information is so high and so serious that we want to make sure that for 72 years, no one has access to that particular address information, to that particular family information, that we are committed to protecting that and not sharing it with anyone else at all. It sounds like you're a little bit autonomous. You're not really part of a, un, under a full umbrella under another uh, government in, institution? Well, we're part of the Department of Commerce. Okay. Uh, the federal government. But, but the commitment to protect the confidentiality of the census information is, in, is, uh, is covered by Title 13 of the United States Code. And uh, it is the, the authority that provides uh, the, the reason for us to function as an agency and gives us the ability to collect the information. And every one of our employees takes an oath to protect that confidentiality. We take an oath that uh, uh, there are high penalties if anyone were to violate that five years in prison at two hundred seventy-five dollars in uh, fine. Uh, uh, so our commitment to protecting the confidentiality is very, very strong, and it is uh, something that should reassure the public, all the public, including our our recent 
Just on a funny note, so I've seen in past censuses where I think some of my female ancestors have made themselves younger on the census than they really were. <laughs> so hopefully there's no hopefully there's no fine for that for trying to make yourself two or three years younger. great. I just have one quick question about race. I don't know if, if the race questions have changed over time, but the race question on the census doesn't seem to match other government agencies that are collecting race information. For example, when I apply for a job, they want to collect, you know, uh, gender and they ask some race questions, but on the race questions, they get it wrong for a person like me where it says white comma, not Latino, not Hispanic. And then the other option is Cuban, you know, or Cuban. So I am white, but I am from, my family's from Cuba. So that's a confusing way to present that information, but it looks like the census has fixed that because you ask, is this person of Hispanic, Latino, or Spanish origin? And you, you say that you're not using those as races. You're collecting white, black, American Indian, and then uh, a variety of, of Asian of Asian races. So, was that the same in 2010 and 2000? It, it has been. It, it, it has evolved throughout the decade, but uh, 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 I can say the uh, the way that the questions are worded and the, what what we cover in each question is broadly. Uh, discussed and uh, had the input from uh, scholars and the people that are using the data and the program, the federal and, and state programs that are depending on this data for uh, the Voting Rights Act or for the enforcement of Civil Rights Act, every single question on the form. There is a reason for it, and there has been a lot of advice from experts and advocacy groups in terms of uh, how the question, what what should be uh, 
appreciate it. It seemed for, from a U.S. government perspective, this is the only form I've seen where they get it kind of right, where you don't feel like you should be checking two boxes. So I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciated that. So my final question, and I want to thank you, and I want to thank Rachel for helping us set this up. But my final question is, what, what does a census employee do between censuses from you know, I know you'll be busy next April, but do you just go on vacation for eight years, or what do you do? Oh, no. We, we do surveys that uh, when you hear on a monthly basis, the, the unemployment rate went up or down. Uh, when you hear that the, uh, the housing, uh, the, the starting of housing units uh, went up or were down, the consumer price index. Uh, and a number, a whole host of other surveys that are published by other federal agencies, we are the ones who actually collect the data for them. So we collect data for HUD, we collect data for the Department of, uh, of uh, Justice, uh, for uh, the National Crime Survey. Uh, we do collect data for the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, and we just uh, collect the data and uh, they publish it after they uh, prepare the report. So we are busy every year. Uh, we are just a lot more busy uh, when the census comes uh, on the year ending in data. Wow, thank you. Can you tell me, is there any 
social media hashtag we should be using right now to encourage the census for the other 43%? Huh? I can jump in on that hashtag. It's hashtag 2020 census. Oh, well, that, I... And there's a wealth of uh, data that is available and, and uh, material that is available that Raquel can make, uh, can forward to you. Uh, so uh, feel free to follow up with her because she, she that she's our expert. Wow. On, uh, all that, all that information. Well, thank you I so much. Thank you, Brian, for the opportunity to, to be uh, on your program. I, uh, I I want to uh, end by thanking and uh, recognizing the important role of the media in getting the word out. Uh, in particular, media that like like uh, uh, the ones that address the the recent immigrants uh, with uh, groups that have arrived. Uh, or have particular interest in a particular ethnicity, like digital uh, podcasts and, and others. Uh, the contribution uh, that you provide in helping us get the word out. Uh, just like we work with uh, many other partners in the community, uh, the value that you bring to our efforts is huge because you have the trust of the community and they, uh, we, we need that to be able to get the message out. So I thank you and thank the, the many other partners we have uh, because without them, uh, we will not be able to get a good count of the center. Thank you so much. We appreciate everything you do and we appreciate you taking time out for us and we'll continue to help getting the word out for the 43% that we need to, to, to fill in the gap. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Mr. Armstrong. Okay. Have a good time. Please stay safe, okay? Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Fernando. Brian, before you hang up, I'll send you an email with um, social media information. And also, um, if you could please send me an email for when you expect this podcast to publish um, or a link, that would be great. Perfect. No problem. I'm excited. Yes, so am I. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Have a great week.